When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever bought a stock too early, only to see the price continue to decline? If you have actively invested during the first half of this year, odds are this may have happened to you on more than one occasion, because it seems like almost the entire stock market is continually falling this year. Every time the market bounces back, the gains are short-lived and followed by an even deeper decline. I have been actively investing this year, and I definitely bought a bunch of stocks early only to see their prices continue to drop. But for me that's perfectly fine, because I'm a long-term investor, and I believe I have the patience to wait out the spare market. Now if you find yourself in a similar situation, I will tell you that you too will be alright in the long run, so long as you follow this one rule of investing. I'll tell you what that rule is right after I show you some of my poor trades this year, and why I don't regret making them. I'll start with Tiro Price Group, my largest position right now. I started buying shares of Tiro on February 4th this year, when the stock traded for about $150. I bought the stock anytime I had some cash in my brokerage account, whether it was the deposit I made or the dividend stream my portfolio generates. So I bought shares of the stock at least once per week since early February, and oftentimes I purchased shares multiple times per week. In February, the stock traded for a price between $140 and $150. In March, my purchases ranged between $135 and $149. In April, the range was wider, between $133 and $156. In May, I bought the stock five times between $121 and $126. In June, I bought the stock for the lowest price of about $106. And I made two more purchases in July, picking up another 4.6 shares on two different days for $113 and $116. In total, I invested about $2,200 into the stock this year, and I will likely add more as I am confident it's still trading for a bargain price today. But as you can see, I clearly started buying too early. If I invested the same amount of money, but purchased all of my shares in May when Tiro traded for about $106, I would have more shares today and more dividend income in the future as well. It's easy to see this now looking back at the last 6 months, but it's not easy to predict what will happen in the future. In February, when the stock traded for about $150, it looked attractive to me. If I waited for the price to fall further, and in the meantime it rose higher, I'd be kicking myself for not investing. The same goes for today. I can't tell you with any level of confidence what price Tiro will trade for next week or next month. It could be lower than today, or it could be higher. An argument could be made for either case. What I do feel confident about is that 5 years from now, the stock will be worth more than it is today. Knowing that I can't accurately time the bottom, but that I can confidently determine whether a given stock is undervalued, helps me justify buying shares every week. I know that I will not time this position perfectly, but I also know that I don't need to for it to be a good investment in the long run. Let me give you another example, Skyworks Solutions. I started buying this stock on January 3rd of this year, with my first purchase being for a price of $158.17. A week later I purchased some more for $150.46, nearly $8 cheaper. And again, the following week I made a purchase for $151.79, so right about the same price as in the prior week. But the week after, the share price dipped again, and my next purchase was for $137.76. I continued to buy more shares through the end of February, for anywhere between $135 and $145. Then in March and April, the stock didn't rank high enough on my screener, and I stopped my purchases. But it came back on the screener in May, when the share price dipped all the way down to $115. I made another purchase on May 2nd for $115.21. In the second week of May, I purchased more shares, this time for just $102.41. In June, the stock price fell below $100, and I continued to pick up more shares every week. 
In total, I have invested $1,857 into Skyworks Solutions this year, with about half of that money being invested in January and February, and the rest since May. Obviously, looking back at how this year has played out, the smarter option would have been to invest more in May and June, and not in January and February. But again, I did not know or even attempt to predict which way the market was going to move when the year started. There's also no guarantee that come December, I won't have the same conclusion as today. What if the share price continues to fall to $80 or $70? And my more recent purchases will also appear to be made too early. I intend to hold this position for a long period of time, and I am confident that 5 or 10 years from now, the share price will be significantly higher than $150, and that I will not regret my initial purchases this year at that level. For me, investing is simple. I come up with a fair price to pay for a given stock using one of two methods, dividend yield theory or price-to-free cash flow. If the stock looks attractive based on these valuation methods, I buy it. And if it continues to decline, I buy more at an even bigger discount. But the key element to investing this way is that you also have to buy the right stock. Finding undervalued stocks is not difficult, but finding the ones that will grow at above average rates in the future is. There's no ideal method for figuring out which companies are better than others. Every investor will have their own screener or criteria to determine which business is better than another. I personally look for a history of strong growth good fundamentals, and profitable businesses that have a wide moat and competitive advantages in their industry. This requires time to review financial statements and research each company individually. How much time you commit to reviewing a stock before you invest is up to you. But I'll tell you that if you don't conduct your own research, you probably shouldn't be investing in individual stocks, which is perfectly fine. Some of us simply don't have the time or don't care to spend our free time researching investing ideas. And that is why we have index funds and ETFs, which will give you average market returns, that can also make you very wealthy if you invest consistently for a long enough period of time. I've talked about two stocks that I personally invested quite a lot of capital to this year, that have both fallen quite a bit already, and I mentioned that I will patiently wait for these positions to reward me in the long term. But let me show you a few real-life examples of how being patient can play out. I looked back to the financial crisis of 2007, and I tracked how investing in three dividend growth stocks worked out both in the short term and over a long period of time. I think you'll find these results useful, and maybe it can give you some peace of mind if you are concerned about being down on some of your positions today. Of course I cherry-picked these examples, because that's the beauty of looking back in history, but I wanted to find examples that will prove my point. That being said, there is no guarantee that the next decade will play out the same way as the past decade. And of course, there is always the chance that you may invest in a company that runs into financial trouble in the future, and you could lose your entire investment. Okay, I'm going to start off with my favorite dividend growth stock, Home Depot. On November 1st, 2007, Home Depot traded for $28.56 per share. Assuming you could buy fractional shares back then, $1,000 could get you roughly 35 shares of the stock. At that time, Home Depot paid a quarterly dividend of $0.22.5 per share. This would give you about $31.51 of annual dividend income, or a starting dividend yield of 3.15%. Not a bad initial dividend yield if you ask me. Let's assume you invested this $1,000 on November 1st and never added any more money to this position. Let's see how this investment would have worked out in the short run and in the long term. One month in, the market took a small dip and you'd lose about $50, so not the best start. The next month, Home Depot posted a decent gain and you'd be up $82 on your investment. On top of that, the company would have paid you a dividend of $7.88. I'm going to assume that we reinvested this dividend right back into more shares of Home Depot, which is the smart thing to do. In January, the market dipped again and your position dropped to $937. In February, Home Depot's price rose, and it did so once more in March, bringing your position to $1,025, including the two drips in December and March. Not bad at all, 7 months in and you were up 2.5%, while the overall market is starting to fall around you. But from April 2008, it would take another 16 months for your position to cross above $1,000 again. Meanwhile, the company would have paid you 5 dividend payments that were all reinvested back into the stock. The lowest point for this investment would have been 16 months after the initial purchase, 
with the position bottoming out at a value of $765, or a 23.5% loss. Today we all know Home Depot stock has performed well during the past decade, but can you imagine waiting 16 months to break even on your investment? In today's instant gratification culture, 16 days seems like a lifetime. To prove my case here, if we bought Home Depot in 2007 for the right reasons, meaning that we were confident it was a great business that was profitable and had a solid history of consistent growth, let's see what results a whole lot of patients would have given us. After one year, the market value of our position would be down 14.5%, but we would have received $31.91 in dividend payments. After two years, we would still be 5.62% down on our investment, but we would have received $33.10 in dividends in the second year. Finally, after holding for three years, we would see a 19.87% return on our investment, which is a modest 6.23% annualized rate of return. Meanwhile, Home Depot keeps paying us more in dividend income each year. In the third year, dividends would total $35.51. After five years, our investment multiplies two and a half times, and we now have a 20% annualized rate of return, making this a great investment. This 20% annualized rate of return would extend all the way through today, well almost today. After June of 2022, the long-term annualized return drops to 19.89%, which is still a fantastic rate of return. Since there isn't enough data to have a full 15th year, let's look at year 14 to evaluate the dividends paid by this investment. Total dividends paid in year 14 were $316.66, which is a 31.67% yield on original $1,000 investment. Pretty sweet. In total, Home Depot would have paid us nearly $2,000 in dividends since November of 2007. That's almost twice our original investment returned to us in the form of passive dividend income. This is why I love dividend investing. It's truly one of the more passive income generating strategies out there. Let me show you another example, this time using Sherwin-Williams. Using the same scenario of investing $1,000 in the stock on November 1st, 2007, it would take 22 months before we saw a gain on this investment, and a modest gain of that of just 0.2%. However, staying patient would have paid off in the long term. Just three years in, this investment would have a 24.82% return, or 7.67% on an annualized basis. Similar to Home Depot, after five years, the Sherwin-Williams investment would have a 20% annualized rate of return, multiplying our initial investment about two and a half times. This 20% rate of return would get tested after years 9 and 11, and again this year, but it never fell below 18%, which is a phenomenal long-term return in my book. Sherwin-Williams would have also paid you more dividend income year after year. In total, paying out about $825 in total dividends since 2007, nearly returning all of our original investment in the form of passive income. Home Depot had a much nicer dividend growth history, maintaining double-digit growth for over a decade. Sherwin-Williams did have many great dividend increases, but there were also a few years of 1% dividend hikes mixed in. The final stock I want to show you is Microsoft. Using the same example of investing $1,000 on November 1st, 2007, and reinvesting all dividends. After one month, we would see a gain of $63, but this gain was short-lived. We would have to wait another 50 months to see this investment be worth more than $1,000 again. That's more than four years of waiting. Your kids could literally enter and finish high school or college, and you'd still be waiting to recoup your investment. The story of this investment isn't all rosy after 50 months either. The position would hold above $1,000 for a few months and then dip below again. Overall, it would take nearly five and a half years before this investment was consistently profitable. After six years, we would have a 3.27% annualized rate of return. It would take 10 years for the annualized return to cross above 10%. However, after 14 years, we would see a 20% annualized rate of return, making Microsoft an excellent investment. The question is how long can you wait? Some of us have decades before we retire, others are already there. But I think we all have room in our portfolios to take a flyer on a strong dividend growth stock that looks like a great deal. But make sure you are confident in stocks you invest in. It'll help you stay patient for as long as it takes to reap the rewards. I hope you enjoyed the content today. If you did, please give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.